me joined on the line now by Nadir Token, analyst at 27 for Investment Managers. Good morning, Nadir. Good morning, Sakina. Now, yesterday we uh, touched on this briefly. Kumba interim earnings uh, that came uh, that's coming out today. Uh, what can we look forward to here? Yes, Sakina. I mean, you know, it's a company that's in dire in, in dire straits. You know, I mean, we've seen the iron ore price fall more than 50% over the last year. You know, and uh, we, in fact, we're seeing um, a lot of issues around around steel, and we all know that uh, iron, the, the steel industry, is the largest uh, user of iron ore, uh, the largest end user of iron ore. Um, you know, in the in the industrial industry. So, you know, I think uh, the biggest issue surrounding uh, uh, iron ore is that you know there's just absolutely no demand coming through. You know, I mean, we're seeing uh, cheap, uh, we, we're seeing cheap uh, uh, dumping of steel from uh, the Chinese manufacturers of steel into the South African markets. I mean, we're seeing ArcelorMittal asking for government protection um, from this cheap uh, dumping and to impose, a, uh, you know, some sort of, a, of an import levy on, on, on Chinese steel, which they're dumping on the South African market, you know. And uh, uh, ArcelorMittal claims that, you know, it will save thousands of jobs in the South African steelmaking industry. And and why this is relevant to Kumba Iron Ore, you know, is, as I mentioned earlier, um, the steel industry is the highest end user of, of iron ore products. Now, you know, I mean, we've seen uh, Kumba Iron Ore traditionally, um, you know, investors may have liked it for its uh, a very high dividend yield, uh, you know, but I think uh, what we may see coming through from the company in the next couple of uh, earnings results is we may see that dividends have to be cut quite substantially, um, you know, because they, they, they're bleeding cash at such a vociferous rate because of the fall in the in the iron ore prices, Sakina. You know, and I mean, it's obviously been a hot topic of debate for the last couple of weeks, and we touched on it yesterday in terms of the weakness in commodity mm-hmm. prices. Um, you know, and we saw the gold and platinum miners, uh, you know, we saw them coming under some massive selling pressure yesterday after gold and platinum prices were coming under pressure. You know, iron ore, copper, all industrial metals, you know, suffering a very similar fate on the back of a strong dollar, you know. So until the iron ore, uh, until until the iron ore price turns around, you know, we're unlikely to see a turnaround at Kumba Iron Ore. You know, I mean, I think uh, there's a lot of asset managers out there calling Kumba Iron Ore as a, as, as a value trap, and we're not going to see a turnaround there until we see a tick up in the, uh, an uptick in the prices, Sakina. And, uh, you know, I think uh, possibly, you know, we, we, we could see a bit of relief if government does decide to impose this, this tariff on uh, cheap Chinese dumping. Um, you know, and I think it's reaching a stage where it's fairly critical. You know, because I mean, there's uh, some 400,000 jobs being created in the in, in the Val region in in the steel sector, and uh, you know, ArcelorMittal has indicated that there may need to be significant restructuring happening. Um, you know, if we don't see some sort of protection for the South African steel industry. So, all in all, Sakina, an industry where top line growth is exceptionally rare. Um, you know, and we're seeing companies coming under severe pressure to restructure, just like across the region. Sector. And then just looking at a few more numbers here, Nadir, um, just a quick update on U.S. earnings season uh, uh, up until this point. Yeah, you know, Sakina, I think um, all in all it's been fairly positive, you know. I mean, we've seen companies come out with uh, very good results despite the dollar being phenomenally strong. And, uh, you know, that's pretty relevant in terms of companies which derive a lot of their revenues outside of the United States, you know, with the translation effect back into dollars. You, you know, if the dollar is strong, that obviously hampers top-line growth somewhat. But, uh, you know, all in all it's been fairly positive. We saw Morgan Stanley come out with uh, um, earnings numbers which uh, 
the way top analyst uh, estimates yesterday, and we see in general the banks have been having a very good reporting season. You know, I mentioned yesterday that uh, Citigroup and Bank of America Merrill Lynch has um, announced their biggest quarterly profits. Um, you know, for, for for a good couple of years. In fact, Citigroup the best uh, number since the global financial crisis. Um, but you know, more, uh, Goldman Sachs was the one outlier um, in the banking industry, which came out as disappointing. Um, you know, with profit declines for this quarter. But uh, all in all, Sakina, you know, um, we called it before earnings season that, uh, you know, we're going to have to see some good top-line growth numbers yeah. uh, in, for the U.S. to continue its equity rally. Um, you know, and the companies which have reported uh, uh, profit declines and revenue declines have come under severe pressure. I mean, we've seen IBM sell off some 5% um, in aftermarket trading yesterday because, you know, they, they, they announced uh, not only a decline in margins, but also a decline in, in, in revenues. You know, obviously the stronger dollar had a massive impact on that, but all in all, you know, the number, of, the sale of number of units also came under some pressure. And despite the fact that the chief financial officer and the chief executive officer indicated that, you know, they're implementing a massive turnaround plan at the business, um, you know, as uh, the IT space moves to the cloud and moves away from IBM's hardware and software solutions, um, you know, the, the CEO um, announced that uh, the restructuring plan is obviously going to take time to, 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 to see any results, you know, and they're investing in businesses which are a lot higher margins where they see growth coming from, um, but despite the fact that uh, the turnaround plan was announced, you know, the market's still relentless on that, uh, was still ruthless on that share. Um, so, you know, we're seeing pretty much what we expected, you know, that companies that are missing earnings estimates are getting hammered, but the companies that are coming out in line are doing really well. You know, Google's another example of that, as we mentioned yesterday. Um, we look forward to Microsoft and Apple announcing today. Those are obviously two big stocks in the, in the tech sector. And, uh, you know, the market will be very interested to hear how the turnaround story at, at Microsoft is going and, you know, whether they're still as, as, uh, cash, uh, as uh, cash flow generating, uh, you know, as they've been for the last couple of quarters and, you know, whether that's going to unlock more value. And mm. we look forward to Visa later in the week as well. So all in all, U.S. earnings season going pretty much as expected. Well, something else the markets will be looking at is the South Africa's inflation numbers that are coming out tomorrow. Yeah, Sakina, I mean, this is a big one. You know, I think uh, one of the most worried people in the world currently must be Lesecha Kanyako, and I most definitely don't envy him at the moment. You know, I mean, he's seeing uh, inflation creep upwards, uh, you know, at a, at a fairly, fairly phenomenal rate. You know, the decline in the oil prices, the relief on inflation was very, very short-lived. Um, you know, and we see starting to see that creep upwards. So now, we, you know, he's stuck in a bit of a bind in terms of um, the economy looks very, very weak. You know, we talk talking about sub-2% growth for 2015. Um, yet, you know, we're starting to see inflation creeping, uh, you know, to outside that 3 to 6% band, which is what the Reserve Bank targets, you know. So I think uh, in, in, in essence, especially, you know, given that Janet Yellen mentioned that, you know, the Federal Reserve will be increasing interest rates before the end of the year, you know, I think we may be forced into an interest rate increase in South Africa. You know, I mean, uh, the data has turned a little bit um, towards the negative side since Lesetia Kanyaho lost 
last uh, spoke uh, at the at the monetary policy meeting. But uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, his hand may be forced into an interest rate hike in order to maintain uh, the central bank uh, sorry, credibility. But uh, you know, one question: How effective is an interest rate increase going to be, given that there's um, you know very weak demand in the South African economy and pretty much all our inflation is cost push? Um, you know, but in terms of maintaining international credibility, we're more than likely to see um, you know an interest rate increase over the next com- over the coming months. But it's going to be a very shallow interest rate hiking cycle, Sakina. I mean, we're not going to see 25 basis points um, you know at every meeting over the next one year. We're going to you know see marginal increases, and 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 the, and the Reserve Bank is going to react uh, very quickly to to data releases coming out.